listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. And hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. So Julie... I actually know the answer to this one for you, but I want you to say it out loud. Would you rather be cold or would you rather be hot? Well, I actually, I don't want to answer. I want you to answer and then (laughs) I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. (laughs) Um, I would much rather be cold. You know this because I get annoyed when we have to record too many episodes and we have to keep the air conditioning off because I get sweaty and then I get cranky. Yes, you do actually very cranky and you run (laughs) immediately over to the fan, turn it on, run to the air conditioner. We have a three minute break, so it's going to cool down for you. So would you rather be cold or hot? Oh, I would rather be hot, which doesn't work well for us in the same room during these recordings, does it? No, I don't don't like cold. I think, you know, hot, I I don't know. I I think I get easily cold. So no, I'd Mm. rather be hot. Um, Is that why you can't wait to get to the mountains? I mean... It kind of is, yeah. I mean, summer mountains, I wouldn't... Don't love being up there in the winter. And then, you know, winter Florida, that kind of works for me. If I could just live in the, I don't know, probably 65 to 82 degree weather. Yeah, but that's not hot. That's livable. Anything over 82 is like, I'm dying. Yeah, but I said if I could, you, oh. if I'm going to pick perfection, of course, I'm going to Hawaii. That's what I'm doing. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, in case you haven't seen our full series of Would You Rather questions, we actually did a pretty funny YouTube video, and there's a few of them. You can find them on our YouTube channel. I'll just make it easy. I'll link it in the show notes um, because you and I answered them, but even better, um, several of our writers actually answer them as well. That's a fun way to pass the time with your friends, asking questions and then proving your case as to why you're right. Maybe it's not really what you're supposed to do, but that's what it turns into here. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, today, uh, I guess we need to let our listeners know that we're going to take a bit of a hiatus, a little time off uh, for the next few months before we come back in the fall. But before we do that, I think we need to give a few words of wisdom that we've gathered along the way. I'm not going to lie, hiatus makes us sound very um, like mysterious or important or something, but really it's just too hot to record. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I just want to put my feet up for a little while. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess you have deserved a break, but since we are going to be taking a couple months off to enjoy the summer and to um, kind of regroup and rethink what we want to bring you in the fall, we, like Dar said, we wanted to leave you with an episode that you could kind of process over the months that were off, but also... You can go back and catch up on the episodes that we know you have missed because I know for a fact there have to be at least a couple dozen in our archives that you just didn't have the time for, especially during the bad year that will remain nameless or (laughs) I like that. I'm good at regular life, right? We're gonna pretend like it didn't even happen. (laughs) I saw something at the gym this morning, the workout, the finisher was called like 2020 something, but it was like 20 seconds. And when I read it, I had a really bad connotation because it was 2020. And I'm like, (laughs) you should call it something else. Yeah, I think we just need to go from 2019 to 2021 and just lose the whole year. Something or other. So with that in mind, we wanted to give you some positive words of wisdom to send you off on our fancy hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think this is a good one to start with. 
A smart person knows what to say. A wise person knows whether to say it or not. Oh, the struggle is real for that one. Yeah, it is for all of us. But Julie, shall I say you like words a lot? (laughs) I I am what they would call a talker. (laughs) But it does. It's something that we all deal with. So I guess we should talk less and listen more. I mean, if we want to be wise, which at the end of the day, wouldn't we probably all prefer to be considered wise over smart? Yeah. And if we don't say anything, then people will think we're smarter than we are. There's that as well. Maybe I should try that. So yes, we should talk less, listen more. And then I'll just add a little caveat. What if we prayed more than anything else? Oh, Julie, that's good. I mean, I often want to talk through the issues and the problems and the struggles Mm -hmm. instead of just praying about them. Mm -hmm. Yep. We want to get advice from ourselves, (laughs) um, from our own thoughts or anyone who will listen if you're like me. Yeah. I have whole conversations in my mind (laughs) with me. So you're absolutely right. Uh, So speaking of a smart person knowing when not to talk, Another um, kind of spin of that is a wise person knows when to take their words back because the truth is, is there's going to be times where we've said too much, (laughs) we've crossed the line, we said the thing that had the impact we wanted in the moment, but we recognize that the lasting reaction, the lasting, you know, um, effect is not ultimately what we wanted. And we need to own that we misspoke, that we said too much, that we hurt somebody. Yeah. It's an easy thing to fall into whether it's unintentional, which I think it usually is unintentional that you say something that you shouldn't say, or if you think you're helping somebody out, sometimes you need to go, is this really helping them? Or am I just wanting to join the conversation? Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a Winston Churchill quote you put in here that really goes with this. He said, I have never developed indigestion from eating my words. (laughs) That's good, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's something to be said about being a grit and grace woman who's willing to, you know, say the hard things. But then when you recognize that, oh, that was too hard, (laughs) you're willing to be gracious enough to ask for forgiveness and own your error. There's another thing that I think we all do. Again, I think it's often unintentional, and that is combining a compliment with an insult. You know, I'm going to call that a complisult. Ooh, look at you making up words. I like it. Um, But what is a (laughs) complisult? It means you combine something that sounds like it's positive, but it's really not. like, Like a backhanded like compliment? Yeah, exactly. Let me give you one. You look great. Did you lose weight? Yeah, I've never really liked when somebody has said that to me, especially if I haven't, because I'm like, wait, are you saying that I should? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm confused. Were yeah. you wondering when I was going to take the hint and start losing weight? Like, oh, you're right. Or, or you look great for your age. Oh, I hate that one. <sighs> it's like, all right, how old do you think I really am? And I'm not going to say it, so you're never going to really know. But that's just... What does that do? Categorize you? At this age, you should look like this. But you really don't, but you should. I don't know. Here's another example. I love how you let your kids do that. I would never let my child do that. What? Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. So... Did you just like completely undermine my entire parenting? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer would be yes, you just did. <laughs> yes. We, we've talked about that oh, so many times on this show about how we judge each other's momming. Um, but just let people do their thing. Yeah. Because you may be surprised that they're doing it right. Actually, often they're doing it right, even if you wouldn't do it yourself. Mm-hmm. What about this one? Um, you are so pretty. Why are you still single? 
Oh, my word. Yeah, that's bad because, okay, you're pretty, but there must be something else wrong with you because you're not married, right? Is that is that what's behind it? I mean, because, it? yeah, to be single, there must be something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yikes. Yuck. All right, here's something I read the other day that I think kind of wraps the whole thing up. If you can't figure out how to be kind, figure out how to be quiet. Well, that's basically a rebrand of the thing we teach our kindergartners. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay, here's another little bit of wisdom. Be your own advocate in all areas of life, whether it's your health, whether it's your business, whether it's your faith, you need to be your own advocate. It does seem like right now everyone is like shouting from the rooftops why what they think is right and what you should believe and why, you know, everything is wrong. And I think there's a element of personal responsibility that has almost been forgotten in recent years. And we're saying you're the one who knows the most what you need and to go back to an inner confidence in that. We're not saying that you may not need some professional help or you have friends give you advice. All of that can be valuable. Mm -hmm. It really can. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like Julie said, you're the only one that knows everything you are and what you need and the battles that you're waging and the challenges that you have to surmount. So trust yourself and then step up for yourself. Yeah. When I saw this one on the outline, I kind of thought about the fact that I'm not somebody who necessarily loves research and, you know, kind of digging deep into a thing. I tend to just kind of go to the opinion of people that I trust. And that's worked pretty well for me. But I've also in the last few years had some seasons where I'm like, okay, nobody has been through this before. So there isn't any real guidebook for what I should do in this scenario. So it really is on me to do my own research. Um, and, and beyond just research, it's also on me to really take an inventory of how I think and how I feel and what I believe is best for me and you know what my convictions and my you know values are in this specific area and how I wanna walk in that. And that's gonna take some time. It takes some soul searching, but it's worth it. And then you're standing on a belief or a, you know, statement that actually matters to you and isn't just somebody else's thought. Well, and I think that gives you what you just said, gives you the strength and the courage to stand up for what you believe because you've worked it out. You understand who you are, the situation you're in, the circumstances around it, and you have made your own decision on how it needs to be handled. And by doing that, you go, all right, then I'm just going to do it and stand by it. And that way you can move forward in life. And that's really an important thing. Yeah. So being your own advocate may not necessarily be popular with everyone else, but at the end of the day, it's a decision you have to make that you feel comfortable and confident in. And we believe that you can get there. Okay. This one mattered to me. You don't have to be amazing or perfect. All right. I know that sounds really weird, but here's what happened. The other day I was walking through Walmart and you know how they have- I feel like the... you spend a lot of time at Walmart. I do. I do. Well, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like five minutes away and I can get in it's like and you're out fast. <laughs> it is. Okay. Anyway, so you're at Walmart again. <laughs> yeah. I'm at Walmart again. And you know, anybody who goes knows that in the aisles, they usually put these big cardboard boxes full of whatever they're trying to push. And this one had signs in it, you know, the little signs that have sayings on it and things like that. Like little wall decor? Exactly. That's exactly what it was. And it said, you don't have to be perfect to be amazing. 
And as I pushed my cart forward, I thought, why do we have to be either one women? Why do we think we have to be amazing or perfect, one or the other? Because, all right, we're strong. We're, we're all of those things. But if you go, I'm amazing, well, that matters for about a minute and a half. And then you go, I'm really not that amazing. So it goes away as quickly as perfection does. It's so funny because when I read this, I think I have been so kind of like culturized by that, you know, perfection isn't required because you are amazing. And you're right. It's just, it's taking one pressure of perfection and just shifting it over to, you know, this awesomeness, amazingness. And at the end of the day, we're going to have down moments. We're going to have down seasons. We're going to have struggles. We're going to have, you know, uh, areas where we're not actually that awesome and that's fine. <laughs> yes, it Can is. Can we just like lean into being okay that it's fine. Everything's fine. It's average. <laughs> yeah. The old, uh, I am the queen and I have a cape. I mean, forget all that stuff, ladies, and just live life. Yeah. I like how you said we should just learn to trust ourselves and to know that, you know, even though we might not feel strong, we are strong and we almost don't have to flaunt it to ourselves and to others all the time. Yeah. We don't need a list of adjectives to prove something to ourselves. So here's the deal. If you want to be a good mom, you really are. If you want to do good at your job, you will. If you want to have healthy relationships, you'll figure it out. The The reality is the desire is what matters. The execution, it'll work itself out. But if your heart says, I want to be these things and do these things, you really will, ladies. You don't have to be amazing to do them. You don't have to wear a cape to do them. Mm-hmm. You just have to get up in the day every morning and say, I'm going to do my best today. Yeah, it's about being content with where you are and not trying to compete or compare. Okay, next little nugget of truth. If you find that you don't like where you are or where the world is, it's time to make a change. Yes. Don't just sit there, wallow in it, or think about it. Step up. Um, You know, we all find ourselves in places that... We don't like where we are individually. We may not like our job or we may not like the relationship we're in and it's unhealthy. So what are we going to do about it? I think that's the next step. We need to change it. We need to make a plan. So that's, I think, part of the problem sometimes is we're not willing to do the planning phase. We go from acknowledging our yuck, whatever it is. And then we go right on to like desperation and overwhelm without taking the baby steps of making a plan and then implementing the baby steps. We kind of talked about that on episode 160. If you're feeling stuck, definitely go back to that because there was a very practical exercise that we discussed in that episode. But if you recognize there's something you're just not cool with, in your own life or in, you know, the, the days, the times, which I think we all are feeling a little bit of that, then let's make a plan and let's start changing it. Don't let yourself dwell in where you are or ponder it or just spending time thinking about the problem because we can get stuck when we do that. And we don't want you to get stuck. We want you to be able to make that plan so you can execute and move on. Now you might be hearing that and you're not quite sure what to do because you recognize that your emotions, maybe your anger or your fear or your hurt are holding you back from 
moving forward. And, and that's a real place. And that in itself is a step dealing with your emotions, you know, really working through how you feel and why you feel that way so that you can, you know, take the steps toward making changes. Um, I feel like I'm on one of those things where I just mentioned other episodes, which is great because we're going on hiatus <laughs> and they can go so and listen, listen to, them. to them. So we did do an episode with Dr. Zoe. I believe it's 75. Don't quote me, although probably it's accurate. Yeah, she's really good at this lady. So she's <laughs> probably right. It was on dealing with your emotions in a healthy way. So that might be step one of your plan to get out of the place that you're, you know, feeling feeling that you want to change episode 75. Um, but whatever your step is dealing with your emotions is absolutely going to be somewhere on that list of steps that you need to take in order to move toward change. There's something about anger. I think we all need to recognize that anger can be a good thing. Absolutely. It can be what we need to make real changes. It can be whether they're cultural changes, social changes, changes in our life, changes in our relationships. Sometimes we need the catalyst of anger. But when we hold to that, there isn't anybody that it hurts but us. We're the one that is actually damaged by living in the the emotion of anger and the feelings and the revisiting and the, you know, they shouldn't have, or I shouldn't have, or why is it like that? Don't stay there, ladies, because it'll hurt only you. Move from it, and you really can make that change you need to. I think another feeling that keeps us stuck sometimes and in and unable to change is um, anxiety or um, guilt over maybe our role in whatever the thing is that we're dealing with. Yeah, there's a difference between guilt and responsibility. Mm. You know, responsibility, taking responsibility for your part in an equation is a healthy thing. It's something that we all need to do so we can work toward healing. But if you just say, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, you go nowhere but that old guilt puddle that you've put yourself in, and it doesn't change anything. It simply brings you down. There's a quote I've seen before that no amount of guilt can change the past. No amount of anxiety can change the future. And I think that's something to kind of hold on to here as we acknowledge where we are and where we want to be and that there's going to have to be some steps in the middle to get us to our goal. One thing we want to encourage you in is that if you need a change, you need to make a change in your life, don't expect it to come overnight. Mm. You need to keep going. Like two nights or? Two, two, at least two, <laughs> maybe 14, maybe a year and a half, quite <laughs> honestly. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, know that a change can happen if you execute your plan, but it won't come quickly. And don't give up. Mm. This requires this old word that I absolutely love, tenacity. You just keep going. Mm -hmm. Robert Schuller has been quoted as saying, tough times never last, but tough people do. And I think that's something to keep in mind here as well. All right. Next thing I think we need to talk about is I, I want to talk to the faith community. As Christians, there are a couple of things that we really, really, really need to hold on to and live in. The first way we know we love God is shown in how we love others. We cannot say, and literally this is scriptural. Gosh, I wish I could pull the scripture reference right now. That would have been so effective. <laughs> but the Bible says... That okay, you, I'm going to judge you. You can do podcast numbers, but you can't pull a Bible verse. 1,000%. <laughs> the Bible says that you cannot love God without loving others, that they're, they're literally one in the same and that they prove each other. And so we as Christians 
that needs to be evident in our lives. Well, and I think in today's culture that we're looking at masses. We look at groups of people rather than individuals. And that's not how Jesus treated humanity when he walked this earth. And that's not how God deals with us. He deals with individuals. And I think that's how we're supposed to love, individually looking at each person we encounter and seeing them not as a collective, not as a, well, they're like everybody else, but who is this person? And can we love this person well exactly where they are? I think the next kind of element of proving our love for God or showing our love for God in our actions as Christians is that we would pursue and fight for unity with one another. We're in a time of such great division and separation and, you know, standing on my soapbox and making sure my point is heard and now accepted by everyone else. And there's, you know, there's maybe some value in speaking the truth so that it can be heard, but not when it's constantly tearing us apart. Well, and, you know, going back to scripture, I made fun of you, but I can't pull the verse either, but there's about a million of them on unity um, that says we as believers need to be unified because we have one heart, one purpose, or we should. And you know, it just irritates fire out of me, Julie, that we are now being put into groups. It's like we're being stuck in, you look like this, you act like this, you live like this, culturally, racially, you know, gender, doesn't matter. We're being divided. And of anyone who needs to fight against division, it should be us, you know, the followers of Christ, because he didn't. He never divided. He saw all of humanity to be loved to be treasured, to be, you know, saved, to be rescued, to be helped and healed. That's how he viewed us as a collective. And if we can show that to other people, if we can show that we actually view people differently, we view them as treasured, wonderful individuals and do it as a unified front. Can you imagine can you imagine what would happen in this world? I mean, at the end of the day, the one true unifying thing that exists in the incredibly diverse body of believers all over the globe, people who would say we follow Jesus, is our inherent need of his grace for our miss everything, <laughs> missteps, misspeaks, misgivings, mistakes, and it, we need to look like that. We need to look like we received grace, therefore we can offer it and show that there is no one who is too far to be loved by God. And we are his messengers. We are his image bearers and we are meant to embody the way he loves. I love that. It's true. If we would just step up and view people as God does, we see the good, we see the hope, we see everything they could be everything we could be, and recognize that we have our failings, like you said, and we need grace too. And we're all kind of, it's like level playing field. When, mm -hmm. you, when you approach God, there's a level playing field. There's no better or worse. We're all at the same place. So can we do that unified? And can we do that with grace and compassion and mercy and above all love? Okay. So with all of that in mind, our final word of wisdom is something that we all need to keep in mind daily, but can be hard to focus on in the mundaneness 
and the busyness of everyday life. But the truth is, we only have today. Tomorrow's not promised. We're not even promised the end of today. So we have to make the most of every single moment we're given. So you kind of step back and go, how am I going to live today? Mm-hmm. How am I going to act today? What am I going to do when I encounter whomever I encounter today? You know, Julie, there was a song one of the artists I worked with wrote and sung that there's a, there's a stanza in it that I think is really telling and poignant on how we should live today. And, you know, the song is entitled, When All is Said and Done. So this is what it is. When all is said and done, will these things be true? Will they say I loved my family, that I was a faithful friend, that I lived to tell of God's own son when all is said and done? So I know not everyone listening to this episode maybe fully relates with that song because, you know, maybe you're not living to tell about God, but I do think we can all agree that we want to leave a legacy of love, of kindness, of, you know, connection with others. Relationships matter. The way we live this life matters. So as you go into this summer break, we're all going to be taking from one another, although you're not on break, you have to go listen to those old episodes. I want you to (laughs) think back through these words of wisdom that we have shared. I hope and we pray that they would be encouraging to you. They would be thought provoking. They'd be things that you can kind of cling to as you walk through these next couple months. Should we read back through them, Dar? All right. First one. A smart person knows what to say. A wise person knows whether to say it or not. Be your own advocate. Mm. You don't, do not have to be amazing or perfect. If you don't like where you are or where the world is, make a plan and change it. As Christians, our love of God will be seen in two ways, how we love others and the unity among us. And last but not least, Let's never forget that tomorrow isn't promised, so we make the most of the time we've got. All right, I have to throw this one in. I'm taking a break and I'm putting my feet up, but you know what? Julie Bender is not. If you want to listen to more fun things and interviews and exciting conversations, she's got her own show. It's called The Julie Bender Show, and I would encourage you to go to it, subscribe, and listen to Julie, who will just be chatting for the rest of the summer. (laughs) That's true. I will. Why why would I need a break? (laughs) Feel free to come on over. I'll put a link in our show notes over to my show. But again, you can be catching up on all of the past 162 episodes of This Grit and Grace life. But of course we want to hear from you while we're on break. We may not be recording episodes, but we certainly want to hear from you as we're kind of strategizing our comeback in the fall. You can send us an email at info at the grit and grace project.org, or you can just DM us on our social media channels. Let us know what you want to hear from, who you want us to interview, ideas you have for past shows, or just as you're catching up on the archives, we'd love to hear your thoughts as you're listening to past episodes of this grit and grace life. Hey, have a happy summer. I mean, I feel like we have to say that. Yeah. And it'll be a good one. Don't forget your sunscreen. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, we have to end with a quote. I know you're trying to weasel your way out of a quote because it's your least favorite part. And maybe you're going to cut it in the Brie brand when we come back. I don't know. (laughs) This remains to be seen. But while I can make you do one quote, let's go back to that Robert Schuller one we mentioned earlier in the show, because I do think it's pretty important. It really is. So I'll do it. Tough times never last, but tough people do. Well, there you go. We'll catch you in a couple months with new episodes of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.